Welcome to episode 285. It's easy to feel like the pandemic, COVID and the mandated vaccine debacle is in the past and maybe never even happened. I mean, what the hell was that chapter? But the reality of the situation is that there are many people that have had significant compromises to their health after having COVID itself, the vaccine, and are now dealing with long COVID and other injuries that they obtained through consumption of concoctions created by the pharmaceutical industry. And that's without mentioning the significant increase in the death toll in the last two years after the pandemic. On this episode, we talk with a pharmaceutical toxicologist about which ingredients you should be concerned about, and very helpfully, how to detox your body from these problem molecules and get yourself back to baseline, something which you might feel could never have been possible before. This episode is full of incredible stuff and has a lot of utility for a lot of people. And because of the content, I might need your help manually sharing this episode with as many people as you can, because I suspect the algorithm will ruthlessly punish me for it, and if not, eventually censor me. So thank you for your help in getting this episode out there for me. In the meantime, let's dive in. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? I hope that you're having a fantastic day, and obviously, if you're here, it's about to get even better or worse, depending how mind-altering this episode is going to be for you. And speaking of mind alterations, I'm often discussing behavior change on this podcast in the context of eating, disease management, and really any area of being a healthy person, which is why in 2023, it's my mission to coach 500 people to stop the binge eating and savage self-talk cycle so they can lose weight whilst feeling in control and without restriction along the way. And that requires working to change your behavior. However, I feel that in many cases, I'm at odds with the extremely dominant medical industry whom offer you drugs and medications to solve your problems, which obviously requires very little effort, discomfort or pain. And most of all, very little change by you. It's the easiest option because both doctor and patient have often surrendered to the idea that you're never going to change. This obviously isn't every medical professional and it's not every medication. Of course, medications are necessary, but it leads me into today's conversation. How necessary are they and for how long? So I want to introduce you to the CEO and Chief Toxicologist at Superior Toxicology and Wellness, which is an international scientific consulting firm founded by the man on the mic, Dr. Joe Newsma. And they do something quite interesting. They review your medication list and challenge your doctor about why you're on the drugs or drugs, drug or drugs, with the goal of getting you off all the no longer necessary prescription medications to reduce your toxic burden from pharmaceuticals. It's incredible, and Joe has actually already hung out on the podcast here with me before on episode 112, where we get into the limitations of the oral contraceptive pill and how to begin detoxing from pharmaceutical drugs. And today, well, who knows where we're going to end up? Joe, welcome back. How are you? <laughs> I am well. Thank you so much for having me back, Maddie. I appreciate the the invitation to come back and and speak to all your your wonderful listeners again. And it's always a it's just a challenge to see where we're going to go and and, uh, what we're going to talk about because there is no roadmap. We didn't plan anything. This is completely shooting from the hip. Absolutely. Well, and especially because when we first spoke, so it's been a little over two two and a half years probably uh, since the first podcast that we did, a lot has happened in the world. The world has gone through some kind of evolution, de-evolution, like I don't know which direction we've gone. <laughs> it's been a very bizarre chapter of human history. 
did we really speak before the whole uh, COVID hit the world? Well, it was it was year one. It was twenty twenty. So we were kind of in the middle of it, where people were deciding how they felt about it. Okay. Um, right. And I think on the first podcast, you and I, we were sort of like, "Oh, this nonsense." <laughs> well, still is nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but now we know a lot more about why it's nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Well, and maybe that's a good that's a good chat like point of discussion to begin. You know, like we've seen so much happen in regards to you know viruses and vaccines and now we're in the aftermath of of that situation and um and coincidentally my i recently had a birthday i turned 34 and on the day of my party i also went to a funeral of a friend that was 34 and uh her cause of death from the coroner was that uh complications from medication and i thought and that was only last week oh my god funerals suck by the way i just just, yeah totally i hate them but I, i you go to all of them but the the ones that particularly tug at, tug at your heartstrings are the ones where the the person at the front is the same age as you. It makes you reflect on your own. Oh, for sure. Mentality. Well, and I th- I just thought that that was apt that you and I were talking. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the ne- the very next week uh, about that. So, what are you seeing in the world of toxicology and pharmaceutical toxicology in the last two years that is different? Well, we're seeing the same thing. I mean, it's. It's the the pharmaceutical lobby is so intense that it's difficult to get anything around by through or to the people that doesn't have some way, manner, or form been touched by the pharmaceutical industry. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is, I have made a good living from the pharmaceutical industry, usually in the in the safety of workers department you know I, my my bread and butter is writing OELs which is uh, occupational exposure limits and that's basically the amount of drug that somebody who's making the tablets and capsules can be exposed to before there's any increased risk of adverse effects mm-hmm. and i supplement that with what's called an ADI an uh, uh, acceptable daily intake and what that is, is in these drug houses that make more than one product, it's the amount of drug A that can be found in drug B before it's a problem for the person taking that drug. Now, think about that. You know, you, you, you get a prescription for one drug. What else is in there? So it's common occurrence in the pharmaceutical industry that that happens. So my very existence or living has been based on writing a lot of those two figures. So. Over the last 30 years, I've gotten an awful lot of experience in human exposure to drugs, to chemicals, and to microbials. And I have rolled that into my own practice of superior toxicology. And uh, I still do a lot of the OELs and ADIs for the industry. But I also do something that you touched on called the HOPE program, Health Optimization Prescription Evaluation. And that's where you were talking about the polypharmacy. Mm -hmm. And that's where people are on one, two, six, 10, 15 different medications. And it's, it's, a, uh, it's an artifact of the healthcare system, especially in the United States. You tell me, Maddie, if it's different where you are. But people see specialists. And every single doctor they see, whether it's their general practitioner and then a specialist for their kidneys and then a specialist for their skin and then a specialist for their liver and then a specialist for their joints, every single doctor puts them on a drug or two. Yeah, it's similar here. Without checking what the other doctors have put them on. And without fail, when I do one of these HOPE evaluations, 
for anybody that's on multiple drugs that we'll find what's called a drug interaction, which means because drug A is there, the way drug B interacts in the body is completely different. It's either more powerful or less powerful or more effective or less effective or hangs out longer than it should or gets rid of far quicker than it should. And these doctors that are prescribing these drugs never think about that because in medical school, you have one semester of pharmacology. Pharmacology is a fancy word for knowing how drugs interact with the body. Toxicology has been said to be high-end pharmacology, just when you get up into the higher doses of those drugs. And you see you have desired effects and you have undesired effects. Pharmacology is those desired effects. Toxicology is those undesired effects. And a drug-drug interaction is clearly toxicology because you don't want that going on. Mm. And unfortunately, most people that have started down the road of starting to depend on pharmaceutical products for their health and wellness start having drug interactions because they get on more and more and more drugs. They get on the, the, the typical drugs that I see that destroy the human body are the statins. Mm. Statins are that drug where you get yourself to be a little bit fat and lazy, and then you want to pop a pill because your pre or your cholesterol is bad or your your um, triglycerides are bad. They're not really high cholesterol yet, but you're going that way. So your doctor throws you on a statin. Next thing you know, your liver's trashed. And the, the problem with that is it's just you can change that with a little bit of behavior modification. And that's what you talk about every day. You know, it's like diet and exercise. Mm -hmm. Don't get fat and lazy. Don't eat that second burger. (laughs) Stop with one and then walk around the block or just do something besides sitting on the couch, listening to the idiot box, tell you what's wrong with this world. (laughs) Absolutely. There's plenty of marketing and advertising on that idiot box for all of the food (laughs) and for all of the drugs and and the drugs, they always have those fast-talking lawyers at the end. You know, <laughs> yeah. just, If you listen to that, you would never want to take a single one of those drug products. And yeah. they have a drug for everything. They're actually inventing conditions because they found a drug that might modify something. In the, I mean, restless leg syndrome. What, what is that? You know, I mean, it's just. And then the other one that I see people on all the time is antidepressants. No, that's really bad, especially after the pandemic. Antidepressants, that's Prozac and all of the ones that are like that. They're completely and utterly poison. Science shows that you can treat depression just as well or better than the drugs by buying yourself a puppy. (laughs) And if you buy yourself the puppy, you're going to walk around the block more. And that's going to go back to the first problem of having two hamburgers instead of one for dinner. It's all intercorrect. It's all interrelated. Mm -hmm. It all goes back to two principles. You need to mind what you put in the hole in the middle of your face and the total collective, whatever you've collected over your lifetime, you need to move it more. (laughs) If you're going to reduce the mass, you need to do those two things. There is no magical cure for being overweight minus behavior modification. And it's the hardest thing in the world to do. 
Yes. <laughs> well, that's how the drug and food industry operate is that uh, the human by default wants the shortcut, wants the convenience option. And, you know, I often have these conversations with, you know, groups of people or clients is that, you know, why do these evil companies do this? And I'm like, because you asked for it. Like, because because we, yeah, because it's easy. It's so easy for us compared to the alternative that nine times out of 10, we're going to be too busy, too lazy, too tired, too negatively affected to be, to do the work. So it's like all of the above. Yeah. Um, and, and it does take a bit of grit to change. And, and that's why I'm going to, I'm going to change a pivot here on you, Maddie. Go for it. And that's why everybody was so duped into the whole COVID scam. Yeah. That's they're trained to listen to the propaganda that fills their living room night after night after night after night. Mm-hmm. And if, if you think about news, the network news, you know what the news stands for as an acronym? Nothing educational or worth seeing. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> because it's just it's the garbage truck backing up and dumping its whole payload of garbage in your living room every single night. Yeah. With the exception of is it going to rain tomorrow? And did the local sports team win? There's nothing of value in that broadcast. Absolutely. (laughs) I've always wondered, like, you know, however many hundreds of years ago, we maybe heard information on the grapevine, I don't know, once a week, once a month. And now on a, now it's maybe a minute to minute basis for people that are subscribed to news apps. It's constant. They're constantly being bombarded with negative news about why they should be uncomfortable or fearful or in danger. And that obviously speaks to some deep evolutionary survival mechanism in our brain. So that idea that we're constantly in conversation about what could kill us, mm-hmm. like no wonder there's so many people on, you know, um, serotonin reuptake inhibitors, you know, like antidepressant mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a constant supply of like why the world is dangerous. I got the lingo SSRI. Yes. <laughs> in the age of information, the age of information, which is where we're living now, with the constant information all at your fingertips, in order to survive, you need to be able to discern the good from the bad because you're going to get information. And it's up to you to decide what's good information mm-hmm. and what's bad information. And the problem with that is the sources that you've trusted historically to give you good information mm-hmm. are not always doing that anymore. Yeah. The network news are owned and operated by somebody. <laughs> that has an agenda. The commercials that you see on all of these stations should give you a good uh, idea of what that agenda actually is. Mm-hmm. And the agenda of the people that that, uh, that really are trying to lead this world, and I think it's the wrong direction, they're trying to push the message that everybody needs these COVID shots. Mm. The original ones and boosters. And I don't remember, so I'm going to give you a little recap. The COVID shot is an mRNA vaccine. It's not really a vaccine. It's a toxic shot. It's really what it is. That gives your body billions and billions of copies of instructions on how to build what's called a spike protein. And I don't know if we've gotten into the spike protein or not, but the spike protein is the bad guy in the whole complicated mess. The spike protein in and of itself can create inflammation. Inflammation is bad most of the time, unless your body is using inflammation to heal a very specific part. Other than that, inflammation is bad. The spike protein creates so much inflammation that you get hyperinflammation. 
And then that hyperinflammation is what is destructive to the body. And your body takes this mRNA vaccine and sends it out to all the cells in the body and all the cells in the body start churning out this spike protein. And this spike protein permeates everything in the human body and starts inhibiting where it can. The spike protein targets the weakest link in any known individual. So if somebody is pre-diabetic, it's going to go to the blood sugar monitoring systems. If somebody has liver disease, it's going there. If somebody has COPD, chronic pulmonary obstructive disorder, it's going to go to the lungs. If somebody has a neurodegenerative disease, say Parkinson's or Alzheimer's or dementia, it's going to the brain. Now, the best reason or the best evidence to say this is correct is remember all the professional athletes that were mandated that they had to get those COVID vaccines? These people, men and women, are the epitome of health. There is nothing wrong with those human bodies. Where does the spike protein attack? The heart. All of those cardiac arrests, that Bills player that did it on national TV, the, 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 the football player for the United States Air Force Academy that killed over and died walk into class, the, the daughter of um, Elvis Presley that killed over and died, the, uh, the, the son of, I think it's one of the big basketball players, it's um, LeBron James' son, and he just had a cardiac event at his college. There was another kid on that same team, I don't remember the name, that had a cardiac event. These finely tuned, absolutely in the best health of their life people are being attacked by the spike protein because they voluntarily put it in their body. Yeah, I remember on the news the compilation of different famous health, um, you know, fitness, you know, people across the world in different sports teams, whether it be England or Australia, or and yeah, all of these people having cardiac events, and it became common mm-hmm. conversation in the last couple of years mm-hmm. about how many people had heart problems after getting the vaccine. Myocarditis. Yeah, myocarditis, and it's kind of shocking to me that it becomes common language in non-medical people to talk about myocarditis like they've just got the common cold. And I'm like, how is this not terrifying you to avoid getting the next jab or the next booster? It should be. It should be terrifying. It should be, yes. The the fact of the matter, Maddie, they knew it. They knew all about it. This paper right here. Mm -hmm. And I can send you the name of this to put up in in the podcast notes. Yeah, that would be great. Can you read the title of it for those listening? I'm going to. Yeah. Worse than the disease, reviewing some possible unintended consequences of the mRNA vaccines against COVID-19. It's by Stephanie Seneff and Greg Nye out of MIT in Massachusetts, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. These guys, they de- you see all my notes. They yeah. detailed exactly what would happen when this toxic shot, I don't want to call it a vaccine, when this toxic shot was released on the public. The fact of the matter is, it's happening. And they talked about short-term effects from anaphylactic reactions immediately to massive attacks of of inflammation, to the cytokine storm, to the intubation, to the the failure of of various organs, to the long-term effects, to increase in things like dementia, increase in Alzheimer's, increase in 
the, the other thing that they predicted that nobody is talking about is the absolute skyrocketing rates of prenatal death. Yes, I was wondering if you'd bring that up. I was going to, yeah. And it's and then like the all of the soccer players over in Europe and the the other European soccer leagues, they took tremendous hits in the amount of athletes that are no longer able to do their sport for their for their living. Yeah. And it's just you see case after case after case, and it all goes back to these vaccine effects. And yet the the makers of these vaccines, the Pfizer's, the Moderna's, the AstraZeneca's, the Johnson and Johnson, they still have the regulators under their thumb trying to push these mandates. It's yeah. crazy because all the evidence is going to come out and somebody's going to have to be held accountable for the actual problems that were caused as the wool was pulled over the public's eye. And there was a few people that stood out saying right from the beginning, and and they're beginning to uh, they're beginning to to band together and mobilize a little bit. But uh, I mean, one of the loudest voices, and I was on her show a lot, was was Sarah Westall. And Sarah Westall and I actually put together a solutions document, and I can send you that link to that, that solutions great. document. Because it goes right along with the title of your podcast, How Not to Get Sick and Die. <laughs> and uh, that solutions document covers all kinds of possibilities that, of, of what you can do to make yourself better. And it's, it talks about oxidative therapies. It talks about antioxidative therapies. And it, and it ranks all the different things like oxidative therapies, uh, things like um, ozone or hydrogen peroxide or hyperbaric oxygen or chlorine dioxide or um, things along those lines because that oxidative therapy is what attacks that spike protein to get it back under control in your own body. When the spike protein is introduced, is it almost impossible to eliminate or you can eliminate it? You can eliminate it. Okay, great. Let me say that again in case somebody didn't hear me. You can eliminate it. But it takes effort and it takes the ability to listen to your body. As anybody in the health and wellness industry knows, you can listen to your body and your body tells you exactly what's going on. You just have to be smart enough to recognize the signs. Mm -hmm. You can eliminate spike protein. I think the best agent to do that is chlorine dioxide. The reason I think that is, is because chlorine dioxide is more selective than hydrogen peroxide or ozone. Now think about this. If chlorine dioxide is the scalpel in making the incision, the ozone and the hydrogen peroxide would be like doing surgery with hedge clippers. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Those are the sledgehammers. They're going to hit everything in their way and they're going to oxidize everything. Chlorine dioxide has been shown to be selective for size and preferentially goes after bacteria and viruses that are pathogenic. And that spike protein is small so that it would fit into that category and the chlorine dioxide would go after it. And you can you can google chlorine dioxide and you can find it all over creation. You know, it's 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 made by acidifying sodium chloride. 
and you can acidify it with all kinds of different action, you know, acetic acid or hydrochloric acid, or uh, there's several different ways and it's online. You know, one of the best gurus of chlorine dioxide is a guy by the name of Andreas Kalker and he's mm-hmm. in Europe. He's got a website, andreaskalker.com, and it's it's uh, A-N-D-R-E-A-S, Kalker is K-A-L-C-K-E-R.com. And he'll tell you everything there is to know about chlorine dioxide. He's been researching it for 20 years. At the outbreak of the COVID pandemic, or plandemic, whatever you prefer, um, <laughs> he did a clinical trial, I think it was in Romania, and he had a 100% cure rate. Everybody oh, wow. he treated with, from that had COVID and he treated with chlorine dioxide, he cured them all, every single one of them. And it also controls that spike protein, which is key. Mm-hmm. So I've got a question. So long COVID, so we're hearing, we hear a lot about long COVID. Do you think mm-hmm. that's a result of COVID or a result of the vaccine? Both. Because COVID... The virus itself produces spike protein. The vaccine is just billions and billions and billions of copies of that spike protein. Mm-hmm. So your ultimate culprit, the common denominator, is the spike protein. Yeah. And the people that are suffering long COVID are the folks that grab onto those instructions so tight that they can never, their body can't get in front of all the spike protein that they continually produce on a regular everyday basis, which is why they need the boost of chlorine dioxide. Mm-hmm. They add that chlorine dioxide in there every day and you know ramp it up until they can see a difference in what's going on in their body. Long COVID is not a worthy opponent for chlorine dioxide. I'm going to stop just short of saying that chlorine dioxide can cure anything because it doesn't. The way chlorine dioxide works, Maddie, is that it eliminates toxins and toxic exposures from the body. That's all it does. It goes through and it kicks out everything that shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. And what your body then undergoes is a renaissance of healing. Because when your body doesn't have to firefight toxic exposure every day, all day long, it does what it's naturally designed to do, which is heal. Let me say that again. Chlorine dioxide doesn't cure anything. All it does is eliminate things that should not be in your body. Mm -hmm. Spike protein is one of those. And as it's doing that, your body gets ahead of the ailments that it's battling on a normal everyday basis. And that's why your body doesn't have to spend resources on those conditions. It gets better. It heals and eliminates other things that are going on wrong with the body. That's why when someone uses chlorine dioxide chronically, you see lots of good things happening. There's a book out there by Brian Stone. It's called the do-it-yourself guide to chlorine dioxide. Any of your listeners want that, they email me, I'll send them the ebook. Amazing. And it the first 50 pages of that book is about the theory behind why chlorine dioxide is so good for you. Yeah, I'd be interested to read that. And it has a table in there that have all the chronic conditions that has that people who have those conditions that are also using chlorine dioxide, they've seen some benefits. Stopping just short of saying anything is cured. Yeah. And it's remarkable the length and depth and breadth of that table. Mm-hmm. 
It's, I mean, it, it covers all kinds of human conditions, pathologies. And it's not my book, but I'm happy to provide it. Someone gave it to me, so I'm passing it on. And the the, the chlorine dioxides that are out there, there, there's all kinds of them. And you need to beware because some of them are very complicated to use and make and take. Some of them are very simple. And um, one of the best, I think, comes out from a company in the Netherlands. And it's just, it's a, it's a water purification project product and it's it's not licensed for individual use at all mm-hmm. so you know I, I really don't like to to talk about it very much unless I've talked to somebody individually and then I'm happy to share but um, it's it's a it's a product that when you combine the, the the two powders it makes a concentrate and then you keep that concentrate in the fridge you dilute a little bit of that concentrate every day to get your your daily use of it and it's buffered to keep it in solution because chlorine dioxide is a gas mm-hmm. and most of these you have to make it up and consume it very quickly because it's off gassing and this one is different and it's it's uh you know it's it's one of those uh one of those products that i think is the best one on the market and uh i can give you a line on that individually i'm not going to say it yeah that's, because that's they, totally they really, okay yeah they really get mad at me when i do <laughs> um, and then yeah, that's, but you can do these oxidative therapies in a number of different ways. It's just a matter of what's your goals, but getting after that spike protein, you really need chlorine dioxide. That's the best one to do that. So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert, such as myself. That's what we do inside the healthy mums collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. I'm curious. So we've obviously talked about the the spike protein and the fact that you know there's replication involved, and once it's in your system, your system helps replicate it as well. Right. What other toxins are you seeing in the vaccine shot? Because we hear a lot about things like graphene in the media and down all of the rabbit holes. Like, what other things in there should we be concerned about? Well, that's that's a hard question to answer because um, these mRNA shots were put out under the Emergency Youth Authorization Act of the FDA in the United States, and uh, nobody had to get approved. And it's coming to light that every lot of vaccine was different. That's scary. 
That means there's different things in each one. So every single conspiracy theory that's out there has a potential to be true. Yeah. The snake venom, sure. The graphene oxide, sure. The spike protein, definitely. That's always there unless it's a complete placebo. The only way to really know how bad your particular lot was is to go to the website howbad.info. Interesting. And you type in your manufacturer and your lot number, and you get a readout of how many deaths are associated with that lot, how many debilitating injuries, how many serious injuries, how many injury complaints. And it's all out there, right there in the numbers, right in front of you. Yeah, I just I just Googled it. <laughs> you can see how much variation there is between lots. Some people got completely toxic shots and some people got complete placebos. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is graphene oxide is probably in most of them. And that is a metal that when you get down to the individual units, it's a very sharp metal that when that metal is going through capillaries, those capillaries that have single cell walls and stuff, it can shred them. So you can get some, you can get some leaky vessels and you can get some circulation problems. But the other good thing about graphene oxide is that it is normally cleared by your body okay. using the glutathione system. Glutathione is the poster child for cellular protection. All right. Now, if you think about it, when you think about a human, don't think about them as this one giant mass. Think about them as a billion individual little masses because you're made up of all those cells. And each cell has its own individual bucket of cellular defense mechanisms. Glutathione is a lot of that, but there's also some other ones. And all of these reactive oxygen species, the things that cause inflammation, which is really one of the worst things on the planet is inflammation, but the reactive oxygen species causes this inflammation and those bad guys are taken care of by that bucket of cellular defenses. It, the, the glutathione molecules jump out and squelch that reaction. It stops the spear from poking the side of your cell, so to speak. And it does that all day long, every single day. And the body regenerates glutathione and the other ones by just normal everyday life, having a good diet, eating healthy, staying hydrated, staying active, and getting enough rest. That's it. You do that, and you're going to have enough natural glutathione to battle just about everything life will throw at you. You can also supplement it. You can use N-acetylcysteine. It's NAC. That is the active part of the glutathione. It's a sulfhydryl molecule. It's amino acid with an SH group on it. But that's the active part that grabs those extra electrons of the reactive oxygen species and turns them into something that can be damaging to something that's innocuous and safe now. All right? So that's, that's a very complicated explanation that's simply explained so people can understand it. But the N-acetylcysteine has that one section of the glutathione molecule that can do that capture, and the rest of it around it helps your body absorb it. Because if you were taking glutathione, it's going to go right on through. It's never going to get in your body where it needs to be, mm -hmm. except one form. There's something called a liposomal glutathione, and it's made by a company called Quicksilver Scientific. They're based out of Colorado. They were a toxicology client of mine. That's the only reason I know about it. I wrote 
all of their safety data sheets for their products. But their liposomal glutathione product is good and you can supplement your glutathione levels with that product. So there are ways to artificially boost that. But if you're living well, you're wasting your money. You don't need to do that stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's eating right, eating fairly healthy, exercising, getting rest, and staying hydrated. You do that, your body's going to produce that glutathione that it needs to battle every day against the reactive oxygen species. And when that cellular defense mechanism bucket in each cell starts running out, that's when bad things happen. That's when the when they're gone, that's when those reactive oxygen species starts hitting DNA, starts hitting RNA, starts hitting cellular macromolecules, enzymes, proteins, cell membranes. And that's when the stuff starts happening to the cell, which makes it so the cell can't live anymore. And if you get enough of those cells in that condition, then the cells which make up a tissue, the tissue dies. And if you get enough of the tissues that are in that condition that make up an organ, then that organ dies. So you see what's going on with the spike protein. They're attacking every cell in your body. And they're just, they're taking each cell over, each cell over, each cell over. And the people that are having adverse effects have already lost a lot of cells. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So what you're doing, it's a cell to cell battle. Mm -hmm. And even if you're not seeing or feeling adverse effects, you can still have spike protein going on. You can get spike protein from somebody who's been boosted, who comes by you. It's, it's, uh, it is inhalable. It is, you can get it in blood, sweat, tears, and it can be sexually transmitted. I don't know how many times I've answered the question of, I'm dating this guy or this gal and they've been vaccinated. Do I have to worry about? Yes, you do have to worry about that. And it's all based on how well the individual body grabs hold of that spike protein and starts churning it out for themselves. Because if you don't grab hold tight, you could be fine. If you do yeah. grab hold tight, you could have some debilitating adverse effects fairly quickly. And that's the thing. The mRNA shot, that vaccine, doesn't have to go to everybody for the spike protein to get to everybody. And that's exactly what these folks that designed this shot, this death shot, had in mind. And that, now you're seeing, you saw the immediate effects. You saw the folks that, that died immediately. Now you're seeing things that, like all of the babies that were affected, the, the fertility rate has fallen. You've seen a lot of uh, stillbirth. And you, now you're seeing the, the uh, changes in increased Alzheimer's, increased uh, uh, Parkinson's, increased neurodegenerative disorders because of the baseline inflammation that's going on rampantly because of that spike protein. It was interesting last year, we saw um, the, the state government in the state that I'm in, Victoria, like talked last year about the fact that the death rate was 37% higher than normal. And this year, it's currently 15% higher than normal. And basically, they're saying, we don't know why. That's bullshit. Uh, because obviously, you know, they don't want to make any admissions of guilt, of course, but it's, it's, it's just shocking to me that so many people in my, you know, my personal world that I know have had a, just a, a random odd number of people die in their friendship circle or their family. And still there's not enough people 
that are like, there's something not right here. Like people are so attached to their convictions or prior decisions that it's, it's, I've had maybe one or two clients that have reached out and said, I think I might've made the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. What should I do? But most people are just so in denial of what you and I would consider the truth that it's really difficult to have a conversation with them. I got, I got another paper that shows that, uh, the coronavirus that was responsible for um, all of the illness, COVID-19, actually has a section of base pairs in the middle of the sequence that doesn't occur naturally. Mm-hmm. The only way that sequence can actually get in that virus is through laboratory manip- manipulation. Yeah. I'm surprised they let that paper be published. I mean... Well, there's a few out there that I'm surprised that are, that are in the ecosystem. I mean, depending how far down the rabbit hole you go, you know, the first patent for a vaccine with a spike protein in relation to coronavirus was filed in 1990. It's all true. That's that's not a rabbit hole. That's yeah. truth. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. It, they they planned it all. Just I mean, it's it's the people that think there's too many people on the rock, and that they want to decide who lives and who dies. And last time I checked, that's a job for God. Um, it's not a job for mm-hmm. mortal humans and it's elitism at its best, I guess, but uh, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's two prongs to fighting the spike protein. Mm-hmm. The first prong is that oxidative therapy. And I think chlorine dioxide is the best. I have a line on the best one. I'm happy to tell everybody what it is. The second one is an antioxidative therapy mm-hmm. and the antioxidative therapy is required to make sure the oxidative therapy stays on the track. You don't want rampant inflammation. You don't want to create that cytokine storm. You don't want your body to start attacking itself. And the best way to keep it in check is a product called Carbon 60. Everybody's heard of Carbon 60. It's all the rage. You Google it. You can find all kinds of products on the market. Mm -hmm. And you can find a whole range of costs. And I'm going to tell you right now, carbon 60 retail market is buyer beware. The things you need to look out for is purity and no solvents in the processing. Because if it's impure, those impurities rage adverse effects. And if it's got solvents, those solvents will also result in adverse effects. I have debunked the same half a dozen papers off the internet. And it's all based on the on impure side chains and the carbon, and it's in uh, residual solvents left over from the processing. The best one that I have found is from a company called Live Longer Labs. They're based out of the mountains of Colorado. I think the guy lives on a hilltop. He just, you know, and they produce carbon sixty in olive oil, coconut oil in avocado oil for your own personal taste preference. And then they also put it in a gel cap using black seed oil. Mm -hmm. And the black seed oil in and of itself is, it's near a superfood. I mean, it's really, it's one of those far Eastern natural products that has been doing the human race benefits for centuries. And they don't have it in an oil because I understand it doesn't have a very, uh, favorable taste to it. So putting it in the gel cap, you get you get to use the the uh, benefits of that. And then um, he added one other thing. It's got turmeric in it as well, right? Yep, curcumin. Yeah. Yep. It it's actually it looks like that. Mm-hmm. 
There it is, E60 Complete, black seed oil and curcumin. And uh, it comes in a bottle of 150 capsules. And you can get this from uh, Live Longer Labs. Uh, the, their distributor is a company called Pure Bella Vida. And that coupled with chlorine dioxide is the best way to defeat the spike protein. Good to know. Regardless of where the spike protein comes from, whether you're picking it up from gatherings or you were duped into getting the, the vaccine times two or three plus boosters at any point, you know, the, the first rule of finding yourself in a hole is to stop digging. (laughs) Yes. Don't get another booster. And then once you've done that, let's evaluate where you are and see these vaccine or toxic shot, whatever you want to call it, it consumes that cellular defense bucket quickly. Mm -hmm. So if somebody else is on a half a dozen other pharmaceutical products, which goes to the same bucket for detoxifying the drugs and getting them out of the body, all you're doing is you're drilling a hole in the bucket and draining your cellular defenses. Yeah. So you, that's why you need the chlorine dioxide and the C60. Those are the two best things. Are there others? Yes. And I will give Maddie that the link of where you can get that entire list of solutions that Sarah Westall and I have put together. And it's got other solutions on it from out-of-the-box thinkers, from not mainstream therapies. So it's going to give you a peek under the hood of alternative thinking and alternative meds, alternative healthcare, alternative practitioners. And uh, everything on that list has been vetted. Everything on that list will work. It's all based on your personal preference. Yeah, thank you. I think that document's going to be incredibly useful and it's highly likely you'll get plenty of downloads once we put that in the um, show notes. I think a lot of people will be yep. oh, eating this episode up for sure. Yeah, and it's uh, Sarah has it on her west on her on her website. So it's it's Sarah with an H S A R A H Westall W E S T A L L dot com. Sarahwestall.com, you'll find that solutions document. But I'll actually give you the link where you don't have to wade to her, her website to find it. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you. I should have emailed it to you uh, sooner, but you know, I we scheduled this six weeks ago and yeah. you know, and then I got the hey, here's the invitation a couple of days ago. And then here I am sitting at my desk and it, it's like the, my calendar bings with a 10 minute notice, and I'm like, oh my God, I got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's actually lucky. Well that's all right. We I guess we never knew where this conversation was gonna go anyway. So uh you know, here we are. No, we didn't. <laughs> I, I I like the fact that, that that happens because you know it's 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 more organic and it's more from the heart and it's more look, you know. I and, and the thing about it with, with the COVID debacle and the spike protein and how it it is absolutely nothing to most people. But it's so debilitating to some people mm-hmm. that it's hard for the people that haven't had a, had an effect from it to realize what it's like to be a long COVID person. Yeah, And these long COVID people have scoured the internet looking for something that can make them feel better. And there's, there's so much disinformation out there that they try all this stuff and nothing happens. And then, you know, I've talked to a couple of people, but it's like, 
okay, well, what's your snake oil and why is it different from something else? <laughs> and it's just, and, and it's like, look, you know, it's, there's always an aspect of positive mental attitude. Yes. What you think and manifest the universe will deliver. And the, the fact of the matter is the people that have been smacked around so much in this particular um, chain of events, they're running low on positive attitude. Oh, yeah. And they're grasping at something that can turn their life back around and, and make it positive again. Chlorine dioxide and C60 are those two things. And I'm happy to talk to anybody about their individual situation. You know, it's, it's, I, you get on my website, superiortoxicology.com. You can find the phone number that rides around in my pocket. And I answer that phone whenever I can, or I get back to people if they leave me a voicemail. Amazing. And the, the lives that I've changed keep me going and keep me doing this stuff because I truly believe the people that put out these mRNA vaccines are the epitome of evil. Yeah, I'm with you. Their agenda is not humanly. And the people that have been poorly affected because of their work deserve better. And if, and if I can help one of them, that helps me out. Yeah, I'm completely with you. And that's why this podcast exists, uh, you know, from day one is to help people that have been misled or can't find answers in other places or the right. conventional therapies just are either making it worse or not helping. Uh, and that's kind of the idea of me starting this because I started, I'm not sure if you know, Joe, I started in a cancer hospital as a scientist um, doing molecular oh. biology work. And just the fact that I, I, once I pieced together, we speak the same language then. Yeah, totally. One, well, and I, I didn't do many subjects, but because my my base degree, my first degree was um, forensic biology, so I did toxicology, pharmacology, pharmacokinetics, um, all of that kind of stuff. So we probably do speak a lot of the same language, but um, but for me, it was that motivation to just like you're talking about, just to help people be like, oh, it's actually not that hard to not get sick and die. <laughs> like right. you just need to know what to do, you know, with the food and the lifestyle and, yep. and, and all the bits and pieces. But it's, if you're not in that world as a health professional or you weren't raised with parents that are, you know, understanding of nature and the laws right. of nature and that I type of thing. Very simple advice in that realm. Yeah. Then it's hard to, it's hard to find <laughs> I'm, the answer. I'm trying, I'm trying like mad to live up to it myself and I'm finding it difficult, but you're a human, um, you know, as, as far as, yeah. As far as eating too much, you know, usually, at least in the United States, mm -hmm. I don't know about the rest of the world, but usually in the United States, people eat four or five times more than they actually need. Yeah. Regularly, every single day. Yeah. And my my baseline advice for anybody just taking the first step to looking in the mirror when they're 50 years old and going, who is that fatty? What you need to do is you need to eat half and mostly plants and you're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you can get that first step, a lot of things are going to change. And you couple that with actually staying hydrated. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, 90% of the people in the U.S. are chronically dehydrated. Yeah. And if you get your hydration up to the right level and you eat half and mostly plants, you're going to make some huge strides in differences in, in how you feel about your body. Oh, yeah. I finally, after 55 years I'm beginning to get a grip on portion control. Mm -hmm. 
It's tough. It is. Don't think it's an overnight success. It takes you 55 years to get this big. It's not going to get unbig in 30 days, totally. regardless of what you do. And if you go out on one of those crazy caloric restrictive diets, you might be able to do it from sheer willpower, but you're going to be a complete asshole to be around. Yes. <laughs> Nobody is going to want to hang out with you. You're going to end up getting divorced. You're going to end up having no friends. <laughs> you got to be careful the paths you start walking down. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's crazy what you do. I mean, it's just eat half and mostly plants. Mm -hmm. Get your hydration where it should be. And then when you got that for a week or so, then worry about your activity. You know, start doing some, some resistance training. Yeah. Do some wall push-ups, sit up and st stand up and sit down from your desk chair 50 times in a row, four times a day. Write it down. It's these simple things, these little itty-bitty changes, and you'll realize, hey, I'm stronger. My pants fit better. And when your pants start fitting better, everything starts changing. Absolutely. And then you can attack the big, huge things in your life. You know, it's like your doctor tells you you're pre-diabetic and wants to put you on three or four different medicines in this in this drug regimen. And you say, no, doc, I'll tell you what, give me 60 days to do it with diet and exercise first. Avoid that statin. Avoid metformin. Don't get on an antidepressant. Yeah. Find out why you need that high blood pressure medicine. How bad is your blood pressure? And these are the types of questions that are asked from the HOPE evaluation. I actually got a call from a pharmacist who saw one of my reports, and he was actually impressed with it. And he was doing the evaluation in a, in a controlled physician's office to look at the recommendations and tell the physician what to tell this patient. So I'm making a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I think the work you do is incredible. That's why, you know, I definitely want to get you on regularly because I think there's so many people, US, Australia as well. The culture's different around medicine and pharmaceuticals in Australia, but it's more, it's, it's basically the same, but behind the scenes. No one talks yeah. about it. Um, and we don't have the, you know, the, big billboards and stuff like that, but, um, which is just a cultural difference between Australia and the U S really like, um, but it still happens. And there's plenty of people that are walking around rattling every time they leave, leave the pharmacy or the drugstore, um, not knowing why they're just like, Oh, just cause the doctor said, so I think, yeah, I think you're doing fantastic work. And, and I'm, we've probably, we've already ticked this box probably, but where can ev everyone find you to get involved in the hope program or talk to you about detoxing from vaccines and stuff like that? Sure. My website is superiortoxicology.com. So S-U-P-E-R-I-O-R-T-O-X-I-C-O-L-O-G-Y.com. Superiortoxicology.com. And if you're specifically in the interested in the HOPE program, Google Dr. Joe for HOPE, and that'll get you there too. Wonderful. I'll put all those links down in the show notes below. So if uh, you need any of that, scroll down, click the links, get in touch with Joe. He's obviously a legend. Um, and I guess, <laughs> and if you've enjoyed this episode or you know anybody that would benefit from hearing this conversation, and obviously this conversation might be a difficult one to have. So let Joe and I take the reins, share this conversation with a family member or friend um, that might need to hear this conversation. And in the meantime, Joe, what is one? One piece of health information that you wish more people knew about. The importance of water. The importance of good quality water is critical because people have water, 
but the quality of that water in some places is so poor that it hurts them. So people need to get their hydration levels where they're not dehydrated chronically. And if you can't afford something like a reverse osmosis water purification system, use a zero water filter. Zero water filter is a five-stage filter, which takes out all kinds of stuff. And it gives you a meter to measure total dissolved solid to know when you need to replace your water filter. That's what I use. I just use tap water through that zero water filter. And you actually learn what water is supposed to taste like again. (laughs) And if you get your water in order, everything else will be easier to take care of. It's funny you say that. Like I can smell tap water a mile away now because of the years of drinking filtered water and like beforehand i couldn't taste it at all but now i can mm-hmm. i can smell a kitchen sink or you smell the chlorine yeah yeah you can I'm, you smell the chlorine and that's where you know that they're using chlorine and if it tastes like they filtered it through a dirty sweat sock they're <laughs> purifying with chloramines yeah yeah all right that's good water <laughs> water filter easiest health hack you can do yep Amazing. Well, thanks for being on the show, Joe. I appreciate your time and your energy and all the work you do. And um, hopefully we'll catch up soon. Absolutely. I appreciate it being here. Thanks for the invitation and, and keep doing your good work as well. Thank you, sir. Chat soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use, and we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much, and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.